So, Clinton, welcome aboard, buddy. Eric, how are you? Anybody wants to pop in, pop in. I'm going to go ahead and get started. Uh, and uh, like I said, we're, I'm just having a free form conversation today. Um, how to sell more cars when you don't have enough cars to sell. And I'll just talk about kind of where we are, because I've been talking to dealers about this for the last two weeks. I've been I've been on a little tear. I posted up a uh, posted a poll and uh in one of my groups uh, to see what uh, dealers are doing. I've been emailing dealers been calling them and talking to them just to get, uh, just to get as much opinion as can. What, what started is I'm, I'm working on an article for dealer marketing magazine. So just trying to try to get as much ammo as I can to find out what's really going on because I did, I was looking at the NADA stats that just came out a, a couple of days ago. And right now, new car dealers, new car dealers in the United States, uh, import dealers have an average of a 22 day supply of, uh, of vehicles on the lot, uh, domestic dealers, Fords and Chevys and, uh, and, and Dodges, they got a 26 day supply. And that's down, uh, I pulled up for, uh, for reference, the 2017 number. So pre-pandemic, uh, import dealers had 65 days of new vehicles. Then uh, uh, domestic dealers had 86. They had about a 90 day supply of cars. So if you walked into a Ford or Chevy dealer, they had you know hundreds and hundreds of cars for you to choose from. Any car, any car that you wanted, and uh, and now as uh, as as Dave Clayton was just telling us, they might have seven on the lot. And Dave Dave, Dave pointed out something interesting before everybody get in got in. So I'll ask you guys if you've heard this. If, if this is a problem for you, Dave said that every well, Dave, go ahead and tell him. Tell him what you're saying about you, the number one people pe- thing people are asking you. Yeah, so it's an immediate um, conversation starter kind of people are asking if we're going out of business <laughs> yeah you know they, they go, yeah, I, yeah i've seen lots of lot and, and you know people know i'm in the car business so people ask me you know what's going on with dealers how do you know, where start keeps getting asked if they're going out of business oh sorry to ask you that michael <laughs> no not although i mean it doesn't look like we are because we have um our used cars are all in the front row, not in the front row, in the second row. So, yeah, um, we're really just a used car dealership. We have four. We have four new Toyotas right now. Four new Toyotas. So, uh, uh, Mike's at a Fort Wayne at a Toyota dealer in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Dave's at a Ford dealership in Pauley's Island, South Carolina, with seven new Fords. We got seven new Fords, four new Toyotas, and so Mike's saying he's a, he's a used car dealership. You look, you know that that's basically what they are because that's what they've got in inventory. That's so how, we, how is we that get affected? graded on by our by our dealer group? Uh, the numbers are all graded only on on the used cars now. The, the numbers are all what? We only get graded on our used car numbers. They don't even worry about. They're not even worried about used new cars because because they they can't compare anything. I, that's actually something I've uh, I had a dealer complaint. You know, I was working with a dealer a couple months ago. Their CSI scores. This was a domestic dealer. Their CSI scores were taking a beating and there was nothing they could do about it because they only sold a handful of cars a month. They only had a handful of cars to sell and then they're only selling selling a few. So then it's impossible for them to, to get their numbers back up. But so that, that you, you're dealing with that public perception then that, that inventories are dramatically down. You don't have those. So my question that I was asking everyone is how are 
we're dealing with that. How if, if the perception is changing, if it looks like you're going out of business, how is that impacting the conversations that you're having with, with the clients? How is it impacting the marketing, the messages that you're sending out to people? Does it seem like it's, uh, I mean, are you taking different sales steps now? You know, the, the thing is, Terry, I, I, I listened to this and it's outside of the inventory. It's totally opposite. Our, my CSI scores couldn't be higher. Right. Um, it, uh, um, I, it's, it, it, it blows me away. From the standpoint of I, people are waiting. I mean, I'm delivering cars from people putting deposits down from no, October, November still, but my CSI scores um, are now in the 99 percentile where they were before in the uh, high 97s, low 98s. Um, it, what we've done right from the start and my team right now, you know, we're a volume store. Um, and I say not the volume we used to be, but still a volume store. We did 204 new cars um, in the uh, uh, March and April is, uh, is not been good. Uh, Cause we just haven't gotten cars. Right. Um, you know, the amazing thing is I shake my head uh, this week. We've gotten 28 cars. Why the last week these have been in, in transit for a long period of time and all of a sudden they're showing up. So I, I you know, I, I drive my, uh, my Honda rep crazy um, with these questions, but yeah, that being said, our, our, my team has right from the start, from the day that the state locked down, they haven't worried about the initial sale. They've worried about, we'll get it. We'll take that deposit. Uh, the other day, I put together a report for the zone manager. I had 220 cars that were spoken for that are either in the factory or in transit. I have uh, I had another 18 cars, and it'll probably get up to about 30 cars we've taken deposits on that I don't even have that I'm attempting to hopefully get on May's allocation. And that's normally um, about 25, 30. So the biggest thing with the, the team, they don't worry about the initial sale, you know, the gratification of the car driving off. They give a deposit and then they stay in touch with their guests. Um, I had sales associates last month or last year that are had record years in sales. Um you know, because I don't carry as many on the team as I need to, uh, as I have in the past. Um, so, and, and needless to say, with the fact that we're not discounting, uh, they're making good money because it's no longer who can get to the bottom quickest and, and give it away. Now, one of the things that the owner and myself have made a decision, and I think has helped us, is that all we're doing is MSRP plus our protection package. Now I've been at Honda, this Honda store since 2001 when I first got into the business as a sales associate and this protection package was here. And we're not putting market adjustments on our cars. Where we're focusing on daily and talking about with our associates daily is the guest experience. We want the guest experience. We want them back. We want their friends back. We're very transparent. You know, it's amazing. I don't go a day without talking to a guest about a car. And I'll just be honest and I'll apologize to them after a while and say, I know I'm giving you bad news, but I want you to know what's going on. And on these deposits, if they back out, we don't say anything now. Fine. 
you know, I had two back out today. I immediately had them filled. So it's, it's, you know, so I don't, I don't fight it. Um, and, uh, it's just amazing. Our CSI scores, it's just amazing. Our reviews, uh, and if anybody wants to check on that, go to dealerator.com and look up Honda World Louisville, Kentucky, and look at our reviews. Honda Dealer of the Year for the state of Kentucky. Uh, seven years running. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, we focus on the guest experience. We focus solely on the experience. We are not in this to make the five to $10,000 market adjustments. And what's great about it, is our competitors, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. When somebody says they're going to, and I'm not going to say the name, but they're going to another dealer in town, we say, okay. And we know they'll be calling us again because what they do is they market the car at MSRP, but when they get there in the back is when they add the market adjustment to it. So we know we'll see them uh, from that standpoint. Another thing too, our market share. Our market share has gone up since all this over nine percent it's just it's taking care of the it's taking care of the experience and our in uh, my staff i'm blessed with the fact that i've got guys that have been with me 2001 2003 four five six you know they're tenured uh individuals we just pivoted and uh made the adjustments that were necessary and uh, i'm not saying it's easy not easy at all i'm not saying they don't get frustrated but the motto is control what you can control and what you can't control. Don't worry about it. There's nothing you can do. Pretty much anything. Huh? Yeah. So these guys have been great since March of 2020 when they shut the state down. And uh, we worked out of the service department. Um, and uh, I've, I've just been very fortunate, very blessed. So, yeah, inventory is a problem. I have six cars on the lot. I've had basically six cars all month long, um, but we're going to probably end, which is not good for us, but we're probably going to end at about 130 to 140 new cars. The question I have here is where are you getting your used cars? <laughs> that's, that's where I really would like to get some education on because, you know, obviously the mark, the auctions are not the best place to do it. You know, buys off the street, you, you're, you're competing with everybody now. Um, and um, that would be my question to the group is how are you getting your used cars? Especially if they're like the gentleman from Toyota said, that's what they're being evaluated now educate me on how you're getting enough because that's where I've struggled. Who's, 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 who's got an answer for that? Who's doing something and, and actually getting some more cars? Cause I, I, I know what the numbers are. Yeah. I don't have the, um, I don't have the greatest answer for that because it's not something that's, that's universal. Uh, but I will tell you that here uh, we're in much the same boat. I sell, we sell new GM. And uh, right now I think we're sitting on 30, Three cars. I don't know. I sell pre-owned, so I'm not as involved with new cars, but I think they've got 33. But what I will say is all of about, uh, probably 90 percent uh, of our of our business overall is is repeats. And they've been in we've been in business for 42 years. And so we've got this repeat business that, that's always coming to us. So we're getting our used cars from our repeat business. We do their service. We do their maintenance. We do all of that. We know all the history on the cars without right. a Carfax. 
And uh, that that's where that's where we're getting all of our stuff from. And and believe it or not, it's working out. Now it, it, we we go through some hairy times, of course. Um, when we're waiting on in transit units that these people have bought, obviously we can't take their trade at that time and leave them with no vehicle. But uh, somehow or another, we're getting this to kind of work itself out. I've got uh, seventy-eight. No, I've got eighty-two used cars on the ground right now. And our max capacity over here is really about 120. So we're not far off of that. Yeah, I was, so I was, I was looking at, them, at those NADA stats, the ones I was told you that just came out last week. And um, so right now, and, and that's where everyone's getting their cars, right? That, and, but that's where everyone's always getting their cars. Uh, right now, 40% of uh, vehicles, of used vehicles come from trade-ins on new vehicles. Another 30% come from trade-ins on used cars. So 70% of the average dealer's cars are coming from their customer base. Uh, and that's that's up a little from what it was, but not that tremendously, because I, I thought the answer was going to be that everyone, because I, I, I do a lot of advertising and marketing, and I do ads every day about, hey, we'll, we'll buy your car. Come buy us your, you know, that I've gone from writing ads for selling cars to adding, uh, spending most of my time writing ads about buying cars. So I had assumed right. that was going to be a much larger percentage of what's coming, what where the vehicles are coming from. But in 2021, and you know, the last couple of months may may be up a little bit. But in 2021, eight percent of vehicles were purchased off the street. The street purchases that's up from six percent just a few years ago. So it's up twenty or thirty percent. But it's definitely not making up the difference of of what what we're getting them. And you've lost some from the auctions. The auction numbers are down because you can't buy cars at auction uh, for, for you know for any kind of reasonable money. And um, so the, the only place to get them are you know. From your customers, and that's what that's what you know. Um, I the uh, the Honda store in in Louisville. Uh, I talked to your general manager. I talked to Mike there, and uh, he he told he was one of the dealers that told me we haven't changed anything because you've been dealer or dealer of the year for seven right. years in a row, and you've always valued the customer experience, and that's what you do, and you're reaping the benefits now when everyone else is struggling. So the answer is do what you're doing. And the people who are doing it now are, are just piling on the people who haven't been doing it for the last five, 10 years ago. Is that, is that, is that close to accurate? Um, you know, we, we were just talking about it, Mike and I today about how many people we have a love it or leave it program. We've had it for a while where people have three days 90, 90 miles, three days, you know, no damage, no smoke, in, no nothing. They can come in and walk away um, from it. We don't, we don't say a thing. You know, I mean, we, you, we may say what the issue is right. you know, and find out and, and see what we can do. But, you know, I'll push them. And I think we've had it for uh, three years, three and a half years. And I think if I remember, I've, we've had five people come back. So we're, but we were just talking about it. Is the dealers here with some form or fashion? They're all advertising it now. So yeah, I guess flattery is this, this serious form of. Uh, <laughs> but um, we just we just kind of we just have to constantly innovate. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, I got hooked up. And I've actually had email conversations with him, but this guy, his name is Jesse. I saw his thing on ESPN with Anna Bananas and he had a podcast on Spotify called Business from Every. I will constantly listen to this because I get out of it. I'm talking about 
this experience. Uh, it's a very big uh, proponent of Walt uh, Disney and P.T. Barnum. And uh, as far as entertainment goes, uh, in experience with the guests, but um, yeah, I think I think we Chuck, we we I think we lost you there. So here's you're talking about the experience at P.T. Barnum and uh, and and uh, uh, and Walt Disney, and uh, that brings me to a conversation that that I've had the other uh, all all the stuff going on with uh, with with Elon Musk and uh, and Tesla, and uh, yes. I've been saying for years uh, that. So, where some, someone asked me, is is he the is he the Henry Ford of the modern era? And yeah. I don't think Elon Musk is the Henry Ford of the modern era. I think he's the P.T. Barnum of of the modern era. He's 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 got he's got uh, he's got his stick and he's got his dancing monkeys and he's got the elephants and he's doing everything and he's he's ge- he's generating the the attention. Um, I don't think he's got the uh, capability of providing the customer experience uh, that uh, that uh, that uh, that dealers do, and I think that's going to be the uh, that that's the selling point that that dealers have. Um, Carvana this week, Carvana's tanking because because they're they're losing so much money on their cars. Their their stock uh, stock is tanking, but they don't have the uh, they don't have the salespeople to develop that relationship on those back ends to get the repeat and referrals like Clinton was talking about. Hmm. Correct. We 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 take the approach then we're not a car business. We don't compete with others. Well to dip out of it. Constantly competing is Amazon, uh Apple Store. That's that's what you have to compete. You gotta make it we're constantly looking at and evaluating where the, the uh, friction is, the pain points they can't. And we're trying to eliminate those pain points, right? Um, and make the the whole transaction smoother. So we 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 get that uh, those retailers that have set the bar quick, one swipe type of business. Anyway, we lost Chuck again, but he, he he's talking about making the uh, making the buying process easier. I saw my first commercial the other day. One dealer, uh, a Ford dealer, as a matter of fact, a Ford dealer has built a, a complete custom uh, custom website for we'll build your Ford. Ford has this inpush for the uh, the retail order system that they've got going on and your Ford, your way. So Ford's leaning into it. Chuck just popped back in. But they, uh, you know, if we can change this buying process, not change the buying process, but make it easier for the customers with one click buying. Because like, like Chuck said, your competition isn't the dealers that you've been competing with for the last 30, 40 years. It's Amazon. It's Apple. It's uh, it's walking into the it's walking into the uh, grocery store with your card and never, you know, never touching anything, just t- picking up and tapping and leave. Everything is super easy. And I think um, I think the misconception that a lot of people have and a uh, I, I get this a lot that 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 is going to disrupt the uh, the, the sales process. But I think uh, going back to Carvana, that my point is that uh, you can you you can have one or the other. But wouldn't it be awesome if you could have both? If you could have that you know push button simple and down home easy, and with a smiling face on the other end of the phone to walk you through it and to be there when you need them today, tomorrow, six weeks from now, six years from now. And it still be push button easy, and you know, not have to go through all the rigmarole uh, that uh, that some other dealers are trying to make it buy. So we take the best of both worlds: the best of the technology and the best of the human relationships. And then you've got these relationships, you know, that you can fish from for years and buy cars from now. Right. 
you know, it, uh, it, it, we had to pivot from the standpoint of we used to have, carry about uh, 600 to six, almost 700 cars in new car inventory. And that's no longer the case. I know more inventory than my competitors now. So we had to make sure that that experience was there because like I told my, my team, they have no reason to come here anymore because I don't have the inventory that they're going to drive off on. So how are we going to make it better and make it different than our, our competitors? I want my competitors to stay in the car business. That's great. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm, you know, this dealer that uh, I was telling Mike the other day, it's like shooting fish in the barrel. <laughs> Somebody says they're going to go to them and say, okay, no problem. <laughs> and we see them a day or two later. So I don't want them to change. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 who else has who has uh, something else to chime in? We got about five minutes left here to talk about the the inventory situation. Hey Terry, I was going to tell you that um, you know I said that uh, a lot of our 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 business just comes from repeats, so we know that's how we're getting a lot of our pre-owned inventory. Yeah, this is Clinton but, in Texas talking now, Clinton. Yeah. Uh, so if you, uh, I wanted to add to that because you are right. We are seeing a large number of people coming in with extra vehicles, more than one vehicle that they don't need at a time when it's kind of hard to do that and selling them to us. These are still usually people that bought them from us. Uh, we just have a following like that here. That's why I love working for this dealership, but, um, we are getting a large, probably 20%. Uh, of our used inventory is coming from people selling them to us and about well 20 to 25 and 75 to 80 are are just the timings working out on the trades yeah yeah so i mean that's about three times the national average i had a well an interesting story i was talking to one dealer an audi dealer in st louis and she was telling me that you know they don't have cars coming in in some cases for specific models for a year and a half so they've been they've taken to a to every every deal's a twofer they're selling someone a used audi <laughs> they'll sell them a used Audi and then put in an order for their new Audi a year and a half down the road when, when, when they get them to come in. So it's taking a lot of creative thinking uh, around everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Clinton, I, uh, that reminds me, I've, you know, I've got a, a dealer that I work with in Missouri that's in much the same situation. They had this, their legacy dealer, they've been there for decades if not if not a full full century and they know they they know every vehicle when it was bought every time it's been serviced they know everything so when someone and and what they told me is it's even off the books that's an asset to them because they had these relationships with people but if someone walks in wanting that specific five-year-old truck they know someone with that five-year-old truck and 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 it can, they can start initiating conversations, not buying cars off the street, but buying cars out of their Rolodex. Yeah, excellent point. That that definitely that we have that same we have that same thing going on. Uh, we use a um, we used to use Mastermind and and those kinds of things for for that. Um, to but now we have our own uh, a little inventory. I don't know how they put all this together. Actually, it's it's going through our main solution CRM, and somehow they tapped into a way to um, to just really search vehicles by VIN numbers. We can look up old deals, and we spend a lot of time doing that because of you know obviously sales are down a little bit. We've got more time on our hands, so there's a whole lot more time to actually bring the business ourselves. So yeah, that's a good point. We do the same thing. 
Yeah. So just, just, just again, tapping into that network and the dealers that have spent years building these networks and building these kind of relationships and held on to the salespeople who had the, uh, these kind of relationships there, uh, the, the, the pickings are easy for them. They haven't had to adjust quite as much. Absolutely. That's true. All right, everyone. That's that's uh, who's who's got anything else? We got uh, we got uh, one more round, and then we're going to call it a night. I've got dinner waiting. I've cooked. I've got some chili cooked. Uh, so we're going to jump in there. I just want to thank you for doing this, Terry. This is uh, I love I love these little deals that you do. They're great, Glenn. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you popping in. Appreciate thank everyone, Chuck. Appreciate your your input. Uh, thank you, Terry. I got a question. Thanks, Michael. Dave, always a pleasure. Love everybody. Y'all have a great day. And uh, so, someone has cars. a question, Terry. Yeah, hey, yeah. Go ahead, Michael. Question. No, no. Someone else had it. It was oh, who Dave. Had a question. Dave Clayton. Dave, buddy, what's up? How are they compensating their salespeople for bringing vehicles and not selling them? Like they're they're actually bringing cars in. Are they compensating their salespeople for that? How does that? What does that look like? Uh, other than the way it's always been done, I know dealers that are, you know. They'll, they'll slip a 50, slip a hundred here. I know that, you know, they're, they're kind of like almost like a bird dog fee for, uh, for finding a car. I haven't heard of anyone going whole hog into it. At my store, if you, if you secure the person to trade in the car, I mean, to sell us a car, it's a mini. So it's 200 bucks. I love it. I love it. So that's, that's incentive. That's, that's important, man. It is absolutely. That's how the world works, man. Incentives work, and that's why it's important to have these people with the relationships, and then give them the incentive to mind the relationships. Now, that's yeah, not. I'm afraid if someone just gets a hold. If someone just contacts a store, that's nothing. But if if they contact a salesperson, now I've been there 14 years, so I've had four people sell us their car, but I, I think I'm the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. So that's the same way that it's done here uh, in my dealer. Uh, this is Clinton again. Um, this is the same way it's done here in my dealership. So if we actually bring in the purchase, uh, it's a mini. Okay, great. Thank you for that. All right, everyone. I'm going to close it out. Have a great night, and uh, I'll see you next.